All-star break is almost over. The Nuggets return to practice. What do the Nuggets have left to do this season? Plus, how important exactly is it that they're healthy for the playoff run? That plus West scenarios and more on a big picture. Locked on Nuggets. You are locked on Nuggets. Your daily Denver Nuggets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome to Locked On Nuggets, your daily Denver Nuggets podcast, part of the Locked On Network, your team every day. Thanks for joining us and making this part of your day. Appreciate you guys being with us here on a Tuesday night. I'm with you, Matt Moore, Senior NBA Writer for the Action Network. Glad to have you with us. And for thanks for making this part of your day, your live, your week. Appreciate you guys being along for the ride. Glad to have you with us here on a Tuesday. Today's show is brought to you brought by Prize Picks. The easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports is prize picks. Go to prizepicks.com slash locked on and use code all lowercase locked on NBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're listening to us on Apple Podcasts, appreciate you giving us a five star review. If you haven't yet, go ahead and go subscribe to us on YouTube at youtube.com slash locked on nuggets. Always a great time. Glad to have you guys with us. Got the uh, chat popping. Here on a Tuesday night, Hurricanes with us, Freddy's with us, Rob, Tommy, uh, five-ish, always with us, always first in the bag. Appreciate you guys being with us here on a Tuesday night. On today's show, I'm going to talk about um, the work that the Nuggets have left to do, because there is work left to do, and I want to get to kind of what that looks like. What does the schedule look like? What do the Nuggets need to accomplish over these last 27, 28 games? Because... I've said that most of the hard work is over, and that's true. That's true. But obviously, based off of the way that things kind of slid, uh, there's still a little bit of work to do. Plus, I did want to kind of get into some of... I haven't really commented since the whole losing streak, so I want to kind of get into things and maybe reassure people of, of a little bit, because there's been a little bit of, pa- of panic in Nuggets Nation, and come on, you guys. Come on. Like, let's start there. Like. Look, the losses were bad. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that the losses were good. They lost to the Kings in a blowout fashion on back-to-back. They got their teeth kicked in by the Bucks in Milwaukee, who the Bucks have not been good. Uh, and then the Kings came back and snuck a win out at home against them. But I, I just, just got to get into this a little bit. Like, there is no reason to panic. There is no reason to be talking about. And I think it's fine for fans and analysts to kind of break down like, hey, what should you have done at the deadline? Like what, you know, look at these games. <laughs> this is why you need to do something at the deadline. It's fair. Um, I think the core kind of component that we still have to kind of get to is we got to recognize that the Nuggets, when they are whole, are still one of the absolute best teams in the NBA. They've been the best team in the NBA since the start of the playoffs last year. Like that is just the case that they have been the best team in the NBA since the start of last year. And you're going to have these stretches where things are not great. Like you're just going to have stretches where they are not uh, looking as good. And I, I, that was a big reason why I was so down on them in preseason. I was like, Oh, this is going to be way, way harder um, than it has been in the past. Like this is just going to be harder than last year. However, I tweeted this the other day. I wanted to bring it back up. Um, the Nuggets are 24 and 8. That's a 62 win pace. 
when all their starters play. That includes 14 and two at home. They're a 62 win pace team when all of their guys play. So all of these losses are directly tied to them missing guys. Now, if you follow me on Twitter or you listen to me long term, you know that I'm a guy that's like, look, you're going to have injuries that no one gets through the, the season unscathed. It's why when the Lakers are like, but, but we're Rui Hachimura and Gabe Vincent and Jared Vanderbilt. I'm like, I don't really care. Memphis has missed John Morant and Steven Adams and Brandon Clark and Desmond Bain and Marcus Smart. Like those guys have been out almost the entire year. Um, everyone's hurt. Miami's missed Jimmy Butler for dozens of games. Everyone's banged up. And so you have to kind of realize that if you're going to make it through the regular season, you have to build a squad that's going to be able to sustain those injuries and still get you through. Now, at the same time, Denver's still where they are in the West in the fourth spot. They are still within striking distance of the one seed that's still very much on the table for them. Um, they still have one of the best squads. And when they do play together, they are still an absolute beast. I did kind of want to look at, all right, the starters. When the starters play together, what does that look like? Last year, the Nuggets with the starters in the regular season had a plus 13.1 net rating. So for every 100 possessions that they played versus opponents, the Nuggets outscored those teams by 13.1 points in those 100 possessions. This year, it's 13.0. So it is literally just a teeny bit worse. That's it. The, the tiniest shred of, of worse is what they could be. They can't be any more worse. Like this is the least worse they can be. At this at this range, um, and that's that's just really apparent in the way that this is structured. Now, in the second segment, we'll talk about the importance of being whole and what that means. Because we know, like, hey, the Nuggets are awesome if they're healthy. How are they going to approach this final stretch of games? I think that's going to matter. But I do think that uh, the team, you know, Tommy kind of mentioned this team checked out before All Star break. It's a grind. Absolutely true. Um, there, there's no question of it at all. I think that one of the things that I try and focus on is like uh, when the Celtics got trounced by the Bucks in Milwaukee, when they lost by 40 or whatever, you know, Bucks fans wanted to take something from that. And everyone's like, well, you know, it's a bad schedule spot. And Bucks fans were like, no, nah, like what? Cause they want the win. Right. But one of the things that I think you have to consider is if there is a game in which the Denver nuggets get blown out by 20 plus points, that game is not indicative of what the Denver Nuggets are capable of. That's not to say the Nuggets can't lose. That's not to say the Nuggets can't lose four times in a series. That's not to say that they're going to win the championship and no one's going to question. I've said this before consistently. It's not going to be a 16 and four kind of playoff run. There's going to be drama. There's going to be drama in these playoffs for these Denver Nuggets. But like, them losing a lead at home to the Kings is not indicative of who they are. Them getting blown out by Milwaukee and Milwaukee is not indicative of who they are. And if there are games where it's not indicative of who they are, you can treat those as either throwaway games or small moment of time issues. Now, if they stretch on long enough, sure, that becomes who you are. But three games is not indicative when we have two full seasons of this team absolutely whipping ass at every single level. Um, we have enough to be able to kind of put that in perspective. So it, it is important to kind of notice that. But the Nuggets still are, are going to ha have work to do. They got to be better. And it's not that they got to be better because they haven't been good. They got to be better because the West is that much better. And there's some numbers that kind of back this up. 
um, this season, the Nuggets are 18 and 15 versus teams that are 500 or better. This is via ESPN.com. To put that in perspective, at 18 and 15, the Clippers are 19 and 14. So they're five games above 500 compared to the Nuggets three. The Thunder are 21 and 12, nine games over 500 versus teams over 500. And the Wolves are 23 and 11, 12 games over 500 versus teams that are 500 or better. Now, the Nuggets have taken care of business when they've faced off against the kind of teams that I say builds you a good record. Those teams I talk about where division games, home games, uh, teams that are under 500. Denver in those spots has been tremendous this season they're 36 and 19 in those games that's a 66 percent winning percentage to put that in perspective to last year if you're like well how'd they do last year it's actually better than last year they were 64.6 percent last year um at 53 and 29 this season they're 36 and 19 they're on pace to be better in those areas than they were but what's interesting is the clippers the thunder and the wolves have all been better against those teams too so division games, home games, teams under 500, the three other teams in the Western Conference have been better. Teams over 500, the three other teams in the West have been better. Denver doesn't stack up with those three teams in either of those two key win categories because they haven't been whole. And we'll talk about on the other side why it matters so much that they're whole and how they're going to have to accomplish that given where the schedule is at the rest of the way. We'll talk about that up next on Locked on Nuggets. Let's talk about prize picks. It's demon time on prize picks. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. You can turn a $10 into $1,000. Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play a prize picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins give you different payouts. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. It's really easy to play. You can make your picks and submit your entry in less than 60 seconds. You can do get in on things like uh, KCP steals and blocks when he returns because his stock numbers are always really good. You can get on AG, who I think is going to have a really strong end of the season. Go to prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That's prizepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA with promo code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. We'll be right back on Locked on Nuggets. Welcome back to Locked on Nuggets. Thanks for joining us here on a Tuesday. Appreciate you guys being with us. Uh, Swipe and I are going to hit you on Wednesday with a show. We're going to break down uh, the latest from practice. The Nuggets will go back to practice again on Wednesday, uh, which, you know, hard to blame them. I think they kind of need it. Uh, And then uh, Adam will be back on Friday. We'll do world's finest that night. Uh, swipe will be with you solo on Thursday. Okay. So I've talked about how the nuggets are awesome when they have all their guys, but they're going to have to get there. So what does the schedule look like? Well, the schedule actually is really favorable. Uh, the nuggets, we talked about this way back in July. If you remember that the nuggets were going to have a really tough opening schedule in terms of the, the convention, the, uh, condensed nature of the season and Malone certainly talked a lot about that. They had a tough middle part of the season because they played a lot of really good teams. We talked about that on the show about all the squads that they were going to face. Here's what it looks like the rest of the way though. 
27 games remaining for these Denver Nuggets with a, a strength of schedule of 0.452 based off of preseason numbers. If we look at tankathon.com's updated uh, ones for this season, Denver has going forward the 23rd ranked strength of schedule. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eighth easiest schedule. Now, OKC is ahead of them. They have a, a, an easy, even easier one by one slot, um, but they're both actually at 0.485 remaining strength of schedule. Denver's got. 15 home games to 12 away games. They're even in uh, rest advantage and rest disadvantage. How about this one? They have three back-to-backs total left. That's it. It's it for comparison. The Clippers and Wolves have seven apiece. Denver has four fewer back-to-backs the rest of the way. So they're in a good spot to go ahead and get some rest if that's what they want to prioritize. What's interesting here is they have to find a way to, to kind of shoot this gap here. And I said before the break, talking to Adam, Hey, the majority of the work is done. And that I do think is true because if we look at the Western conference and we kind of like look at and try and look forward about what this is looking like, look, Denver is now three games back of the wolves for the one, two games back of the thunder and Clippers. They can catch those three's, off, but they do have some matchups versus the wolves, which will help them and never to catch up. They're three ahead of the Suns and Pelicans and uh, three and four ahead of the Mavericks. They're not in any danger, in my opinion, of falling that far back. Um, it's harder to catch the wolves than it is uh, for the other teams to catch Denver because the wolves win at such a higher mark, right? Um, if you look at the schedule, the Nuggets return to, return to play on Thursday at home versus the Wizards. They've got back to back right off the gate versus the Blazers. That's actually not bad. You've you have been off for ten day for you know what seven days. You've been off seven days except for Joker, who's done a lot of stuff. Um, and then you play back to back. Okay, and then you got three and four when you play Golden State on Sunday in Golden State. That's gonna be a tough game. The Wolves, the Warriors are playing way better. They've gotten themselves together. That's a tough matchup, but Denver's been showing their ability to kind of get up for that game. Then they play the Kings and Heat, both at home and a home and home back-to-back next week on Wednesday and Thursday. That, to me, is, like, pr- pretty, pretty significant here. Uh, they have one, two, three, four, five. They have five games in the span of a week. They have a five and seven right out of the All-Star break. And that's not great, but, again, you're rested coming out of the break. And then they don't have another back-to-back until the end of the season, the last week of the season. That's pretty favorable. Their march is extremely spread out. They've got games versus the Lakers, the Suns, the Celtics, um, the Jazz, which is going to be tough because the Jazz are a tough team at home. They play Miami on the road, uh, Dallas on the road, Minnesota on the road, but they've also got like Portland and they've got Memphis and they've got um, the Spurs twice, which is a pretty good spot. They play the Hawks at home and they've got the Jazz twice. Again, they're they're those are tough games, but in general, there's a pretty good spot here for them to be able to do it. But the key here is, Whatever they got to do to get KCP healthy, they kind of need to do. Because he's been the one that's kind of bounced in and out of the lineup. Jamal had the issue early on, but KCP's had various nicks and cuts and bruises that have kept him bouncing in and out of the lineup. And they need KCP. KCP has the best on-court, off-court net rating for the Denver Nuggets this season in terms of when he is on-court, they are the best. Not the best on-off, but that's not to say that he's like more important than Joker. It's not what I'm saying, because I'm not insane. Um, but my point here is more that if you look at KCP, you can't really take the idea that he's not important. Joker's plus 8.7. KCP is plus 9.7 on court. Now, most of those minutes are with Joker. 
again, Joker deserves all the credit. Joker's the MVP, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But you do need KCP healthy. You need these guys 100%. So they're going to have to find a way to get through the schedule to win the games that are left. And they're going to have to find a way to do that while also managing health. They've got to be able to get everybody in a good spot. You also need to be able to burst enough at the end where those last two weeks. So the last two weeks are interesting. They've got Memphis at home. That's a throwaway game. That's the last game of the season. Nobody cares. Going backwards. Spurs on the road. They've got back-to-back Utah, Minnesota. They'll probably need one of those two. They may need the Utah game. They may need the Minnesota game. They probably won't need both. And so they probably might want to rest up. Like, let me put it this way. If the Wolves slide to two and Denver's battling with them and for the two seed and they're going to be tied and tiebreaker comes down to that last game, rest everybody versus Utah, play them versus Minnesota. These are the kind of things that Denver has not done this season or historically in the Jokic era that they're going to have to start doing. They're going to have to start making tough choices on when to, when to really buckle down and which games to go for. And it makes it that much more important if you do that to go for those games. And that includes if you go the other direction and you're like, let's take the easy ones. Cause you can do that too. You can go down the route of like, Hey, we're going to rest guys, you know, um, on the road versus Dallas, but we're going to make sure that everybody plays at home when we face Toronto. Right? Like these are the type of decisions that I think you have to kind of figure out and get through. Um, they've got to be able to, to manage a lot of different things. The rest of the season, they've got to get, I think they need a top three seed. I don't think they need a, a top two, but I think they got to be at least three. I don't think what you want is, I don't think the the four, not only is there historical data that shows top three is really important, but the four seed, the problem very specifically is you get the a really tough matchup in the five. Whoever's playing best out of Phoenix, Pelicans, Kings, Lakers, Warriors, Mavericks, all those teams will wind up in five. So you're facing the hottest team in the four or five, and then you're going to have to go to whoever winds up with the best record. Now, OKC would not be terrible. Like a four or five versus OKC, not terrible. You might even argue that a four five four one matchup versus the Oklahoma City in the second round is better than a Wolves second round matchup in the two three. Maybe, maybe. You're going to have to go through one of those teams probably anyway. Um, so I do think, though, that Denver needs to be able to secure a top three seed because there's also the chance that maybe the one of the top seeds gets knocked off and then you're in a position to where you're going to have home court. If you don't have home court in the first round or in the second round, you might have it in the conference finals should the Nuggets get there and they should be expected to reach the conference finals. That has to be an expectation at this point. They're the defending champions. Uh, I've said, I can't say that they have the most championship equity of any team in the league and then say that the bar is not the conference finals. They got to make the conference finals. Otherwise the season's a failure. Um, and most people would say if they don't repeat as champions, it's a failure. So all this is to say they have to figure out a lot of stuff over the stretch with where the schedule is at and how to manage it. You have to accomplish so many things. You have to secure a top three seed. You got to make sure KCP, Jamal, and AG are rested. You've got him, and I guess Joker, if he ever des- decides to feel tired at any point in his life. Uh, you've got to... Not go, not not be forced in a position where you need to play down the stretch. You need to be able to ease your way out because you can use that last week to really be like, hey, we're going to play in the Utah game. We're going to skip the Wolves game. We're going to play the Spurs game. We're going to rest the Grizzlies game. And then you'll have played like once in a span of 10, 15 days. That's pretty good. 
like that will get you in a really good spot going into the first round of the playoffs. Um, I don't think that the one seed is something they should pursue. I think the top three seed is something they should pursue. Now, if you get there, you might be able to get the one seed, but that's going to be the way that they approach this. Don't bear down to get the one seed. Bear down in order to get a top three seed, because that's what I think Denver is going to need in order to repeat. Let's talk about some more playoff scenarios on the other side. Plus, I want to get into kind of my thoughts from All-Star Weekend. Um, I'll talk about the Nikola Jokic, Luka Doncic stuff, Emily Hill, and some other things here on the way out on a Tuesday here on Locked on Nuggets. Right now, I want to tell you about BetterHelp. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Sometimes we all need the opportunity to get something off our chest. Big or small, certain things can really start to get to you. It's important to let that out, especially to someone who's unbiased on your life. So today, I want to say how I really feel about something. You might even be thinking about the same thing the last couple of weeks. Um, I've covered Michael Malone the duration of his career. Okay. Um, I've covered him. I've been covering the league as long as he's been a head coach when he was with the Kings and I've covered him his entire time with the Denver Nuggets. Okay. It is really frustrating to me after the Nuggets have some of these losses where Justin holiday, who's played really well this season. And that formula has worked for them the entire rest of the way to have everyone back to why didn't they play the young guys? This is such a disaster guys. If the starters aren't playing well, you're not going to win. And I, the, focusing in on Justin Holiday and Michael Malone not playing whoever. It's okay to say that Peyton Watson is a revelation. It's okay to say that Peyton Watson projects like he has star potential because he does. And that he's a difference maker and he's in the playoff rotation and all of these things. That could all be true. And we can also not go crazy and act like Peyton Watson is like this vital component to the Denver Nuggets. Like he's not. Christian Brown's quite honestly not. Christian played really great for them last year. They don't need uh, those guys. They need the starting five. And then everything else is about filling in minutes and getting through. That's it. That's it. Justin Holiday, and I, I don't know, I've said this so often. Veterans are going to have good months and bad months. Justin Holiday had some really good months early on. And people were saying he should play more. He's had a bad couple of weeks. That's okay. That's something that happens. And we just don't have to get so wrapped up in those things. And that's how we can often feel is we just get too wrapped up on stuff, which is why therapy can help you so much. Therapy can be different for everyone. Most of us have bigger problems than trying to figure out rotations for the nuggets. And it's important to get things off your chest every once in a while. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be flexible and suited to your schedule. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P.com slash LockedOnNBA. We'll be right back on Locked On Nuggets. Final segment here on Locked on Nuggets. Appreciate you guys being with us. Fire Power says, y'all need therapy. Not wrong. Uh, we all need therapy. I think, I think everyone needs therapy. Uh, all right. So I want to talk about some of these West scenarios. I will tell you that my prediction is as follows. This is how I think the West finishes. And like, this isn't um, blind guessing. It's based off of strength of schedule, where I have these teams power rated, um, what the advanced numbers look like, et cetera. I think it's going to go... One Thunder, two Wolves, three Nuggets, four Clippers. I think the Clippers are probably going to slide a little bit. They've been so hot, it's really hard to sustain that. Uh, we saw Kawhi have an adductor issue. Now he played in the All-Star game. Might be fine. 
But I do think it's going to be that. I think we're going to get a Wolves in the two, Nuggets in the three. The question is going to be like that six seed is really fascinating because Dallas would be a tough matchup. The Pelicans would be interesting. I don't know how tough they'd be in a playoff series, but it might wind up being the Suns. That would be a tough one in the three, six. And then there's also like, look, if you get the one or two, there's a very good chance you're going to face Golden State or the Lakers, both of whom are going to have momentum. Uh, I will tell you that for whatever reason, and most of it's that the, their performance versus bad teams. But when I look at the, at, at the numbers that I use uh, to develop a power rating, the Lakers look really good. I don't know that I worry about them in a series, given what we saw last year. No Jared Vanderbilt, probably. Um, I just don't think D'Angelo Russell can survive in a series versus the Nuggets. They'll feel confident because they will will rely on all that like moral victory stuff. They'll be like, look how close we were last year. And look, if they were really close to winning each of those games last year and the Nuggets are a little bit worse, they probably win a few of those games. I don't think they win four. Golden State, I'm also similarly kind of skeptical about, but if Golden State gets there, they're going to have so much confidence. They're going to be a beast to deal with. I honestly don't know what the favorable matchups for the Nuggets and the lower seedings are. Um, I know the Wolves are going to be tough, but I have confidence Denver can beat them. I think the Thunder are really interesting given that they did take the season series versus Denver, and it's not necessarily the results that lead me to that because I don't buy much into regular season outcome results. It's more of the way that they play. The same reason I have concerns about the Thunder are the same reasons I have concerns about the Mavericks. Both of those teams have dynamic superstar engine players that like to run pick and roll, get you on islands, and then attack you. They are very good at forcing you into switches. Now, Denver will blitz Shea, and that's what they'll do. I think it's easier to blitz Shea than it is Luke at this point, because Luke has seen it a lot. He's gotten really good at it, and Kyrie takes a lot of that pressure off, as does Derek Lively and Daniel Gafford. The Mavericks would be a pretty tough matchup from that perspective because the amount of pick and roll that they run and the way that they run pick and, pick and roll and how good Luka is at it. Also, the Nuggets switch everything except 1-5. Luka's going to put MPJ on an island, and that's going to be yet another tough matchup for him. And we have went for months saying, like, can't do that anymore. Look at how good MPJ has been, and he was so good to start the season. MPJ hasn't been as good defensively lately. Will he lock in? The question. So... I do think that if I'm putting the concern routes in, my concern is probably like the worst case scenario I would look at for the Nuggets is a Thunder 1, Nuggets 4, Mavericks 5. Because even if you get through that stretch, which you would be favored in each of those series, you'd be favored versus the Thunder even in a 1-4. You're likely getting there, and you're either facing a Wolves team that has beaten the Golden State Warriors or Los Angeles Lakers, or you're probably facing one of those other teams. Maybe you're facing the Clippers, and I know Nuggets fans are really confident there. That team's really good, and I think they match up better with Denver than people realize. But a lot of this, I think, is like pretty interesting with how this these playoffs are shaping up. Um, I said this earlier. You need to expect drama. There's going to be some dramatic moments with the Nuggets the rest of the way. I don't think it's going to be as quiet and as unassuming and as, and not, we said not dominant. We're probably due for a little bit of drama in Denver. We'll see what that looks like and hope, you know, knock on all of the wood. It's just like, oh, wow, they're down in the series and not something really bad. Can't help those things. They happen, but 
I do think that we're probably due for some more drama in Denver. Um, I, I said in preseason and on the DMVR pre uh, predictions that they were going to go down three one to a series in a series and come back and win. So maybe I'm doing confirmation bias here, but um, I think it's going to be really fascinating to see how the Western Conference shapes up. So I went to Indianapolis, uh, was around for <laughs> all of the fun stuff with uh, Luka Doncic and, and Nicola. I was there at the end of Nicola's press conference. I didn't uh, sit in on Nicola's presser. And the reason is um, there several years in a row, whenever I've gone to it, he's been like, looked at me with this expression of like, I, I see you all the time though. Why? Why? Uh, doesn't do that to Katie because Katie's Katie. So missed most of that. Um, no, Cole is in a good mood. He's gotten really comfortable with All-Star, which is really cool to see because he was so uncomfortable when he first started doing it. Like you could just tell like all of the craziness and all the intensity really kind of confused him. And he's gotten to a place where I think he really appreciates um, how to navigate the weekend, what to do on the weekend, how to live that kind of superstar lifestyle. And he seems just really comfortable and at ease. I'm not of the opinion that Luka Doncic and, and Nikola Jokic will ever play together. I'm just personally not. I think there's too many factors that go into making that happen, and it doesn't seem likely. There's a lot of things that have to happen there, uh, both with the Mavericks and with the Nuggets and with with uh, Luka and with Jokic. But I get that it's fun to kind of think about. Um, Indianapolis was better than I think that it was given credit for. Um, I understand that for superstar millionaire black athletes that it's not – the best place to go. I get that. If you were a fan and you want to go hang out, it was great. It was great. Like the best thing I've kind of learned about all-star weekend is all the stuff that doesn't make it on TV. It, there's so much cool stuff that celebrates basketball. That's what the weekend should be about. It's about celebrating basketball. And the NBA actually does that very well. Their crossover events, their art events, their exhibits, the partners come in and do like Nike has these big installations and Jordan brand, these big installations. There's all this cool stuff that goes on inside the city of all-star weekend that doesn't make it on TV. It's just that the, you know, events are, are horrible. I am glad Luca was the one to take the, the grief this year for his performance in the all-star game. And, and Joker just like, Puts in the work and does the, doesn't look bad, doesn't look great, just kind of does his job. Um, so that, to me, I think is uh, overall a pretty positive experience for the Nuggets. But I will say, I um, watching Tyrese Halliburton kind of be the face of the weekend, and he was at so much stuff. He did such a great job of taking on a lot of responsibility and being at all these events as like a face and speaking and talking and playing and you know, won the skills contest and probably wins the three point contest. If they don't have the dumbest rules imaginable. Yes. I had money on him. Um, all these things are, are true. It did kind of make me think about like, man, if this game ever got to Denver, how cool would it be for Jamal to have this opportunity for this to be like his city to be that kind of a face for him? Because like Joker, obviously, is not going to want to do all that kind of stuff. But I think Jamal would really embrace that opportunity. And I thought a lot about when I was seeing like the media availabilities with some of the other all-stars, like Bam Adebayo and these types of guys. Um, and Bam's a better player than AG. But I was kind of thinking about how cool it would be for Aaron Gordon to be able to experience that, to soak in this kind of craziness. And it's a zoo. It's a definite zoo of a weekend. Um, there's all this like, oh, they've got so many media uh, responsibilities. Not true. They have partner responsibilities. They have corporate stuff they have to go to with NBA partners. That's what takes up their time. Um, but I did kind of think about like how cool that would be. And I don't think Denver's going to get a all-star game by the time that the this core breaks up, before this core breaks up. But 
I do think it'll be really cool. And it was just one of those things I kind of thought about how much I think Aaron and Jamal in particular would probably appreciate that kind of an opportunity. Just something that kind of thought passed through my head. All right, that's going to do it for Locked On Nuggets. Appreciate you guys being with us here on a Tuesday. We'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about practice. We'll talk about practice, and we'll get through all sorts of stuff um, related to the Nuggets. We'll get you set for Thursday's game versus the Washington Wizards and whether or not the Nuggets can turn this thing around and, um, you know, play like a serious basketball team again out of the break. We'll talk about that tomorrow with Swipa. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe. Appreciate you guys doing that on Apple Podcasts. Give us a like and a subscribe on the YouTube page, youtube.com slash Nuggets. Appreciate everyone being with you. We'll see you guys again tomorrow. Thanks for joining us on Locked on Nuggets.